everyone, and welcome to episode eight of the Audience Please podcast with me, your host, Adam. Had the uh, pleasure of talking to brothers Jim and Loz of Cassells. Um, we caught up at the Craft Beer Co. in Islington, so thanks again to the team there for letting us use their space. I highly recommend their pubs. Um, we covered a variety of current social topics, um, some of which that are in their new album, The Perfect Ending, which has just been released on Big Scary Monsters label. Um, we do discuss... Um, the lyrics of In the Zoo They Feed Him Nuts and the theme of rape and sexual abuse. And we did feel that this was important um, to talk about on the podcast. And I did want to flag this up to any listeners that um, may feel uncomfortable hearing this topic on the episode. We then move on to their top three gigs played as a band and been to as fans, including a, a very funny tangent into a classic early noughties pop act. Um, they're out on tour very, very soon, uh, a UK tour and a European tour. Um, you can find all the details on their various pages. Um, so get out and see them if you get the opportunity. And if you um, like the episode, please give us a like, share, follow and review on all the platforms. It really helps out an independent podcast like ourselves. So thanks, guys. Um, and see you next time. Boy. You sound really pleased about that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, for the listeners, I've got um, Jim and Loz from the superb band, well, I say superb, they're, they're, they're above average band, uh, Cassells. Yeah. Um, Solid six out of ten, I'm giving Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, th- I think. On a good day. I remember giving us a seven. No, she wouldn't. Out of niceness. Politeness. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, if only everyone was listening to us out of politeness. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, how would you describe uh, Cassells to people that don't know you out there? Go on, Lawrence. You're the. Uh, you're the, are, you the are, you, are you the musical. Uh... Genius, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jim is. I don't do anything. I just, yeah. Um, <laughs> how would I describe ourselves? We've been called everything, haven't we? Yeah, the everything amount of silly, silly subgenres we've had by this point is, is quite. I think what we normally just go for now is just art punk. Well, that was what our previous PR tagged us as. Yeah. <laughs> so you're just running with it. I just run with it. Um, the best one we had recently was. Um, what was it? Indie Prog? Indie Prog. I mean, I can see. No, it. Shambolic Indie Prog. Shambolic Indie, indie prog. prog. Yeah, I like that one. Um, someone, getting, could, someone could you shambolic first. Yeah, we get that sometimes. People yeah. are like, oh, it's just all over the fucking shop. Like, yeah, I don't know, I'm playing all the right notes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm playing all the notes I want yeah. to play. So. <laughs> the shambolicness is incidental. Um, but we've been getting a lot, in recent reviews of the new album, we've been getting a lot of shellac 
comparisons, which I've been very pleased yeah. about, actually. That is really. not a bad no, comparison. Wow. Wow. I, didn't even, I didn't even think of that. No, yeah. but one of my we, I, Yeah, we saw Shellac for the first time at ATG a couple of years ago. No, yeah, year. it was last year, I think, was it? Uh, not, not, not this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's 2018. Yeah, 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 yeah. 2018, yeah, because I went to go and see Scalping and then went over to see the end of Shellac. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was the year we played, actually. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, saw them at that and I was like, Oh, I'm fucking so glad people have compared us to this band. <laughs> yeah. Like, they were like, Loz thought it got a little bit tedious, but I was like, I was so fucking into it. I just love the, like, antagonistic, like, nature of it all and how they just that's, seem that's, to I love piss, They're trying to piss off the audience by the end, and I was like, Yeah, oh, they, 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 they successfully, it. like, pissed me off a bit. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I fucking love the tunes so much. <laughs> and they play the tunes. There's still this fucking annoying shit around it. Just like, I live for the annoying shit. Oh, yeah, so and, 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 like, and the high crashing balls as well. Yeah, I love, yeah. I love a bit of high crashing balls. Love, just, to, just for those people who don't really know them and just be yeah. like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> I just love the un- unceremoniousness of it. So there's yes. no like huge light show. There's no, and it's something actually that we not copied from them, but have done independently. Is we've always just tried to have plain white light, no lights going on while we play. That's pretty cool. Because it's just like, I, for one, I think coloured lights look shit. And yeah. for two, it just gets a bit distracting and just looks like you're trying to be like the Foo Fighters. I'm like, I'd rather just, everyone just fucking, it was just plain white light. And also you can see a lot clearer what you're playing, which is useful for me. Yeah. Um, so it's a selfish reason then. Oh yeah. <laughs> that, that last one's the real reason. Um, but Shellac did exactly the same thing. And I was like, you guys are all right. Yeah, they, yeah, they do. Uh, yeah, you're right. Because they... They do just have like plain lights, no flashing, nothing. nothing. Just walk out. Yeah, do, do, their, do their thing. They don't. Yeah, they don't do much. You know, they're just like themselves. They're quite, you know, cynical, pessimistic people. I can relate. Yeah, yeah. love them. So yeah, we've been getting a lot of shellac comparisons. And I'm yeah. pleased about this. Yeah. So um, talking of like the the sound, how did you develop your sound as a two piece? Because um, obviously there's a lot of two pieces going around. Like uh, so. I've notes here like John, Harry Cat, Frauds, um, that we're all, we're all fans of. So yeah. uh, what was the decision to stay as a team? Well, because technically we were the first. Because I was what, eight? Well that is fair enough. <laughs> when we started practicing in our room in Oxfordshire. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but that was that was purely out of not knowing enough people who also played music. Well, actually, we had a basis for a little bit. I was going to say because I uh, was reading some past interviews of yours, and there was a time that you tried to introduce ex- additional. Oh, members. well, we had additional members. We had, at one point we were a five piece. Yeah, very this briefly. is when it wasn't serious. Oh, it, in any way, this is like back, form, in, yeah. oh, okay, back okay. in Chipping Northern. I don't even know if you gig with any of them. Well, no. We did with Ali even like, we did a couple of festival 2009. Yeah. I mean, like big fest. Yeah, uh, <laughs> big show actually. Yeah. That's probably going to be one of our favourites that we mentioned. <laughs> I'm what? It was rammed. Probably is. Yeah, probably one of our better attended. Yeah, we had a basis then, and that was a friend from school who very quickly uh, as the band started got into dubstep sold his bass sold me his amp which became (laughs) (laughs) which became so why did you not become a dubstep (laughs) yeah well if only he'd have stuck about maybe Mm. we could have gone down the end to Shikari quadraphonic sound yeah (laughs) (laughs) literally so much of it Um, yeah but we uh, 
he uh, he left, sold me his bass amp, which became my bass amp mm. because we had no one else <laughs> to replace him with. And then uh, yeah, just like being able to play in our room in the countryside. Yeah. And a lot of it was just like we had nothing else to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the good thing about that was, a we were like completely removed from everything like we didn't even go to gigs we didn't have a chance it was so remote wasn't yeah. it there was nothing around yeah I, I was going to say what were like growing up I mean, around, I mean, around that area I didn't even think about that like but, Chip yeah. and Norton has nothing in it really no. it's got loads of pubs so when you turn 18 you go to the pubs but yeah. prior to that like Banbury's our nearest big town and there's, and there's there. like nothing there in terms there's of Oxford, gigs or whatever but then, like, like you, you, you only really have the is the Zodiac still there? that's now the O2 O2 yeah. yeah it was the Carling whatever for a while and then yeah. there's a few venues there's yeah. um, they are starting to close though uh, there's the Bullingdon oh yeah I've got that um, yeah. Wheat Chief there's a few there was um, the Cellar which is like our favourite venue oh that the yeah, Cellar I, I forget about the yeah, Cellar that was quite yeah. sad when that closed yeah, yeah really yeah. sad yeah, so but we sad. we never actually went to gigs there as a kid no like because yeah. like the last bus was at half ten so and yeah it took like an hour oh, was it, <laughs> yeah. a bus to get there oh yeah, yeah there's like yeah. one bus every hour which takes an hour yeah. and finishes at half ten so it's like there's no no point no point there's no way of doing it um, so could be I think that's one thing that can make a band shit is uh, <laughs> like if you if you start and you're like quite raw and you start playing with a group of bands you end yeah. up just absorbing those sounds quite quickly yeah. and you become an identical version of some other band in the scene and that's how scenes work um, which actually maybe we would be doing a lot better by now if that's how we did <laughs> yeah. existed but, but going back to your sounds though I uh, I do think and this my own personal opinion but I think you do sound very different to a lot of other bands that we consider in the same group of bands mm. so for example mm. uh, you're going on tour with St. Pierre Snake Invasion sound a gazillion times different mm. yeah. but it works because the people that will go and see St. Pierre will also go and see yeah. you everyone I talk to will be like everyone is talking around that tour is like yeah, fuck it, I'm going to see Cassells and St. Pierre. Well, that's good. I, I never know. And actually, yeah. this is that's been another interesting thing to come out of this album release, is getting a bit more of an impression of how we're perceived. And actually, yeah. reading some of the reviews, we're a lot more Marmite and left-field and strange than we think we are, I think, mm. or we're perceived in that way. Like, we, it doesn't sound that mental to us. It makes perfect sense mm. to us. and It yeah. doesn't sound too abrasive or whatever. But there's just certain little things which we take for granted that sound quite jarring, I think, to some yeah. people. Well, we were talking about, um, like, Art Tangent, for example, and yes, you're not con- uh, perceived as, like, a, a math band at all. No, we're not. How we're, how we're, how we're, how we're, yeah. we, still, we still get math, though. But I could put you alongside other bands that play that festival and you would, mm. you would fit that sound and you yeah. would fit... If you put you against two or three other bands that always play on a tangent, yeah. then it would make sense. It's either a good thing that we can straddle so many kind of different worlds or like, you know, we, we can work on different bills or, and this is where I was kind of in my most, in, in my most, still to my most, when I'm in my most despondent states about the band, Yeah, it's like, we just, we're not, we don't fit neatly enough anywhere so no one gets it and no one really gives a fuck because we're not we don't look a certain way we don't whatever yeah. there's like there's been a few reviews like not very well written or good reviews so I'm not <laughs> bothered 
But like the guy reviewing, like very inarticulately tried to make the point. I think that like that just it didn't match up for him. There were too many disparate elements that he obviously expected a heavy band to look and sound and sing and sing about certain things in a certain way. And that's what we don't do, which I think is to our credit, but a lot of the time I think is to I our... I think, yeah, a lot of it is down to your vocal delivery. Like, that's what it is. Like, people are like, oh, are they spoken word? Are they singing? I get all yeah, in between. So, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> I don't like this. <laughs> Usually, like... I don't like, think it's that mad, though. No, well, I'm so used like, to it, though. I don't find yeah. it mad, but, like... But yeah. to, f- to, to flip that on its head, you look at um, one that springs to mind immediately and purely because I've been thinking about them uh, a lot this week, is Dan Sackham's Scroobius Pip. Oh, so right. we got another, yeah, we got a comparison recently, and I've because, never heard that. Because Scroobius Pip is, by trade, whether or not he thinks that, is a spoken word artist. Mm. And then essentially what he does is just put spoken word over Dan Sack's beats. Mm. And Dan Sack is a beat maker. Mm. So when they were about, that's what they did. And yeah. they didn't fit in a, B, or C genre, yeah. but people, they were like enemies, rave. I yeah. fucking and, that's, and that's why we get sleep and mods comparisons as well, yeah. I think. We got, the same we're getting song. a lot of streets at the moment as yeah. well, that kind of shit. Mm. Um, but there are a lot of songs where I'm genuinely trying to sing melodies. You made more, more <laughs> of a conscious effort on this album, I think, yeah. to actually try and sing a bit more. So that's the perfect segue. So yeah. talking about the new album, um, mm. the perfect ending. So at time of recording, this came out literally days ago but how's the reaction been to the new album i've uh, been really pleased actually surprised yeah i think we're both surprised we didn't think anyone would give a fuck really, <laughs> yeah. to be honest like second album we yeah we, we kind of we yeah maybe i infect laws with my pessimism or <laughs> finally you have yeah <laughs> again like but then it's it's weird i've I, it's like i say it's been a really good um educational experience in terms of kind of assessing where we fit and what we're perceived like and I think we're we're a Marmite band and I think that's the best way to describe it like the people who like it really fucking like it Mm. and then there's probably the vast majority of people don't really get it or even the people who are kind of into this kind of music would be like that's just not why is it you know why is it sound not quite right um but the people who do get it and uh they they seem like some of the reviews we've had have been so good um and but also like so like considered and so like you could tell someone's really invested the time to properly listen and because we've invested so much time in writing it it's just been so gratifying to hear yeah people like really like going deep dives into what we're we're yeah when i was on on the way here or when i was just finishing work um I was quickly reading my phone on a five minute walk, but there was that review today that you commented on. Yeah. Somebody did like a deep dive. Birthday cake for breakfast. That's it. Shout yeah. out to them. Yeah, shout out to I'm really enjoying their, their reviews. They're great. Yeah. Is it a yeah. there or is it just a he? I can't remember his name. Oh, they've got a few people writing from now. Yeah, yeah. it was Andy. Andy, who, yeah. Andy's yeah, met a while ago. Yeah, yeah really nice guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, someone else wrote this review. But it was, yeah, so like I say, even if it had been bad, it's just the fact that he'd taken the time to yeah. really dissect and listen to things and give it give it sort of due attention which I really um, just yeah it's just really nice to read yeah um, I think uh, an observation I've seen of another situation with um, St. Pierre again um, is a mate of mine who's a massive music nerd but not a journalist in any shape or form broke down the St. Pierre album and then introduced him and Damien at uh, Arctangent and Damien literally turned around and was just like 
thank you for doing that. Mm. That is really like it's you, just so gratifying to see someone. Yeah. You know, when you've put so much thought and like you've paid such attention to detail to have someone pick up on that, mm. and because you're like, ah, people might never even notice that these things. You know, maybe they're just going to listen to the tracks and like the bits that are catchy or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that Saint Pierre album, I yeah was pretty blown away with. Because, you know, like, I was expecting a really heavy fucking raw album, but it was the kind of nuance in there as well. And just those little little things that they'd obviously spent time and attention, and like even like the interlude track and stuff like that. Yeah. For a band of that kind of ilk, I guess, yeah. to put something like that in an album, I think is really brave and interesting and, and cool. Yeah. One of my favourite albums of the year. Yeah, it's not oh, my favourite. Yeah. It will be in my top... Three. Sorry, don't yeah. mean if it's not top. But... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, you took. Uh, and I know he fucking hates Tool, but Tool is gonna be out there. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I know nothing about Tool. Yeah, I've never too. really fucking listened to him. Do um, you know what? It's funny. I um, obviously since the Tool album came out, there's been like two or three mates that are just like I've never listened to Tool before, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. fucking hell. Yeah. Um, so yeah, talking about the album as well. Um, going a bit deeper into that so uh, can you talk a bit more around like the social themes um, social themes even um, in the lyrics such as sexual abuse um, and yeah. why the decision to go that route rather than I'll leave this one to you yeah <laughs> well Lars read all the lyrics to that one so <laughs> uh, no um, it's, it's it wasn't a it's weird actually kind of thinking back because we've had some people who've you know, been quite, I guess, offended by that song on yeah. Twitter, who we've had to, and I, which I completely understand and, can, and almost, you know, expected to a degree. Um, but I mean, think it's weird, I'll say now, like thinking back to when songs were written, it's quite hard to then put yourself back there and be like, you know, it was never a conscious decision of like, oh man, I want to make a song out of this, I want to yeah. make a real, for me, it's now become such a knee jerk, um, way of processing things like in life I generally write about things that I suppose are like more on the traumatic or things which I'm finding hard to process I, I work through yeah I've read like previous interviews that you find it very cathartic yeah totally and, and therapeutic and then there's a lot of writing which never makes it into a song there's just a lot there's notebooks full of writing generally yeah. um, which I find yeah I just find therapeutic and then it just so happened that 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 story I thought was worth like I thought it it worked well and I thought it would fit something that we were working on at the time yeah I mean the the, the genesis of it was from hearing first-hand experiences from female friends who'd been sexually assaulted and raped yeah and just feeling completely you know it's horrible horrified yes and also at the time feeling I was very naive mm. um, you know not saying that I'm a complete saint, but I've never acted yeah. in any way, shape or form like that towards anyone. Yeah. Um, and just hearing how commonplace and how, yeah, how everyday, like, women are having to deal with this kind of shit. Um, and it was just really upsetting, especially hearing it from close friends. So yeah. I guess that was just where it came from. It came out of a place of anger and frustration and, and disgust, really. So I wrote, wrote it and then it felt, and you know, the, the lyrics in it have, we've tried to since releasing the album say you know because uh, it's only dawned on me since that actually this could be really 
traumatic to some people. Yeah. And it's pro- hopefully traumatic for everybody, but tra- traumatic more for some people who've had these experiences. And I, I completely take on that maybe that's an irresponsible thing that we've done there. But hearing the, the reactions from a lot of other people who said that it's made them think in some way, shape or form, I feel like there's, there's, there's a validity to that. And also, yeah, um, I, I feel like being, I, I felt like I had to be really blunt and to, to go, try and gloss over the language, I felt like let's be as, as blunt and say it as, you know, as candidly as possible to yeah. really get across what the fuck actually goes on in these situations that are so commonplace and then following that how people are treated I think it's awful so yeah. to try and, uh, it seems obvious to us to put this kind of stuff into music because that's like art right that's what you're meant to, you're meant, you're meant to put yeah. your expression of, of the things you see around you that's, that's exactly what I was going to say was um, and sorry to interject but no. um, I feel that there's a, a huge scene of um, we were talking before we started recording as well that it was a huge scene of people that we know um, we know that 99% of those people are, are good people and have the same values as us and we all sit in the, the same camp and mm. uh, especially around these issues but do we ever really truly talk about it through our mm. art and our music and interviews and mm-hmm. um, and whatever no we probably don't do that enough so yeah. what I would say is yeah that's fucking awesome that you've decided to put that into a recording that will be there forever yeah I, I mean I, I'm still feeling I'm actually feeling quite ambivalent about it because I don't want to upset yeah. anyone and unduly yeah. but I mean yeah in the conversations I've had with people on Twitter yeah there are people who are like you have no place to write about this it's not your place it's not your lived experience which I completely understand mm. and it's you know may well be true I, I will say that it is from lived experience that I've heard firsthand and got the blessing to write about um and secondly, there's the whole thing of it. Someone, uh, a good friend of ours, Helen Messenger, do you know her? Yes. yes. Yeah, well, I know her through Proxy. Through, yeah. yeah she's yeah. at all the shows. That yeah, 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 yeah. She's yeah. lovely. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think I've, we've exchanged tweets at some yeah. point. Yeah. <laughs> so she sort of jumped in and said she was 100% triggered by the song, but mm. was still grateful that it had been written because it, it opens up, will hopefully open up conversation. Yeah. And another factor when writing it um, was that uh, a close friend of ours um, worked for a, a rape helpline mm. and speaking to her about, she, you know, she tries to speak to her dad about it and even the mention of the word rape, for a lot of people, you know, it's quite like, oh, oh, don't talk about that, oh, but actually that's not helpful at all because this rape happens all the fucking time and a lot of it is down to guys' attitudes yeah. and actually the only way to challenge guys' attitudes is to be like, this behaviour is is wrong and mm. stop acting like that. That's what I love about petrol girls. Like they they like direct it. Yeah. Like, I love I l- yeah, yeah. I've, so I've, 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 I've always respected sorry sorry to jump in again. But 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 um yeah so I used to go to a lot of like proper like DIY and house shows mm. where petrol girls would be playing to thirty people in the kitchen. But the thing I love about Petrol Girls is they've got to that level. Yeah. And do you know what? They've kept the same fucking yeah, message. Yeah, and they can and make and a they, real impression as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's like yeah. they played Trees a couple of years ago and they yeah. played on the new stage. Yeah, yeah and really loads of people. Yeah. yeah, and loads of people were in that tent and yeah. were just like, 
and walked away from that. Uh, yeah. Walked away from that. that was tenor. Yeah. Was and also, yeah. my, my girlfriend, who yeah. who doesn't like this kind of like this kind of music at all, <laughs> yeah. we were like, you know, outside laying outside the tent, mm. and she she sat up and was like, "What the fuck is this?" Like, and she doesn't listen to any. She's not that into music, to be honest, which is mm. probably why we get on so well. <laughs> <laughs> but she she has like bought tickets to go see Petrol Girl shows after that because she was so affected by it and yeah. you know like I loved it so much loved that someone was saying these things mm. yeah. um, in, in that environment and in that space yeah um, I don't think in our kind of general quite taciturn and off kilter manner we can quite pull off that level of intensity and <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's quite our place maybe so I mean we play but, yeah it goes, sorry it goes to that point where um, yeah the there's a right sort of person to say yeah. that and yeah, yeah. yeah. so I mean maybe that still isn't me and maybe I, I did have a moment of being like shit did, should we just take this off line or should we what we have tried to do is, is add some kind of explicit well, not explicit that's all you can add at the moment is explicit yeah. content yeah. and I, re- I feel like there's probably really a uh, a place for adding some kind of trigger warning that this contains material about this certain thing yeah. um, and I actually looked into it and it has been suggested to Spotify a few times um, but they, it hasn't been popular enough for them to take forward. But what was interesting is the people suggesting it were suggesting it not about songs about this because there aren't any songs about this, mm. but about home blatant homophobia, yeah. um, sexism, yeah. in a lot of songs which are probably you know pretty standard fare for a lot of the people who you know would get offended by this song even. You yeah. know, there's there's a lot of like you know music that is flippantly. Yeah, and I hate to bring the tone down, but I know from my birthday party, there's a lot of there's a lot of fucking random noises and uh, maybe like racist speeches on uh, Spotify. Like people were jokingly adding them to uh, my uh, birthday Spotify playlist. I really we were, like we so, stood in my really? garden. We stood in my I garden. I like, did not know where that was going. <laughs> yeah, kind of bad way. Yeah, we stood in my garden, and all of a sudden, like. Porn noises were coming over the uh, Spotify. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, like that needs but, some kind of like. But you know. I, I, uh, and I'm joking about it. But at the same time, I'm not because it's out there. Like yeah. you can go on Spotify and you can pretty much find there's a uh, there's a speech by Stalin on there. Yeah. Uh, like there's a there's yeah. A, there's but a, I mean, even in music, man, like there's yeah. some fucking like really horrible degrading shit towards women especially it's yes. quite like de rigueur within certain rap scenes yes um, exactly you know um, and I feel like there's a problem there really and that should all be triggered have trigger warnings attached um, possibly um, ours definitely but it's not an option at the moment but yeah I still kind of have moments of like shit we have done that it's only in retrospect now kind of it's only like it was weird it's only after we're like right recorded it done it then I started thinking about the reception of how people might receive it, and I was like, ah, oh, let's have a minute to step back and be like, maybe that's not our place. I think, like, in terms of rap, it's like too far gone. It's obviously yeah. ingrained in rap culture. For- but the, it's ingrained, <laughs> surely. I mean, not. I don't claim to be a, a rap expert. Do you not rap connoisseur? <laughs> yeah. James Beck from Oxfordshire. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's not just rap music, they, you know, there's a kind of you know, lad culture in general no, yeah, that is attached yeah, to that yeah. whole scene that I think is the real problem and actually is the point of that song is there's, you know, it's not a particularly enlightening idea but using lots of like football metaphors and mm. stuff on a very basic yeah. level 
you know, that's how I, the lads I, you and I grew up around mm. speak about women. Yes. It's all, a, it's, all the, it's all a conquest and it's all like, you know, hunt, hunting someone mm. and it's horrible. And actually growing up, I felt quite alienated from it, you know, being like, oh, why don't I fit in with these people? But now I'm so glad I don't fit in with these people. Yeah. They're fucking horrendous people. And that's not the way to <laughs> you know, yeah, conduct yourself in the world. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. Anyway. Anyway, um, um, so just talking around um, one interesting thing I picked up, and I just put uh, a note saying background noise rain. <laughs> yeah, I, saw that. I was like, is that a question? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so it's just something I picked up, and I'm just really intrigued as to why there's a running theme of background noise rain. Well, it's not rain. There's there's uh, the it's opening track opens songs. with um, Birdsong, yeah. and then you have a bit of rain. Yeah, I think there's a crackling fire. It's crackling fire. Yeah. There's a, a clip of Carl Jung uh, talking yes. about how humans are the source of all, all evil, yeah. and we are the great danger of the planet. So it all relates to that latter half of the album, which is to do with you know the impending doom of the human race and how that's probably a good thing. Yeah, amazing. Um, it was just like oh, let's put some. I wanted the whole thing to flow, yeah. So some nature noises was good. Got we've, it from the. We've started doing it on stage as well. Yeah, I've oh, yeah. 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 like it. Just like as things tick over. Yeah, it's nice, it's nice having that. a bit of space. Yeah, and um, yeah, I just thought it helped. I've got it all from the BBC archive. Nice public. Uh, big ups, big ups to BBC. Big ups yeah. The Beeb. Uh, <laughs> always available. <laughs> Yeah, nice. Well, that, that's really good that you had that as a running theme. So, um, just talk about another really deep conversation. So, uh, when I was uh, obviously doing a bit of research um, for this interview, I dug out uh, an old interview that you did uh, just after the Brexit vote. Mm. And um, just to quote it was... Um, after the uh, Brexit result, uh, I literally felt like I couldn't get out of bed the day after the result, and I nearly didn't go to work, possibly melodramatic, I, I know, but a uh, crushing sense of feeling trapped. Um, now, obviously, we are two and a bit years on from that at that moment. Um, I, don't, I don't know how I feel, but... Um, What's your feelings on? Uh, I didn't want to make this a political uh, uh, thing, but I'm just. It I'm, always I'm, comes back. Yeah, it always comes. Brexit or idols? <laughs> <laughs> Damn you, idols for Brexit! Blame <laughs> <laughs> it on you, Dave. <laughs> but um, yeah, what do you think? What do you think's changed in the last two years? And I know you've got some. Yeah. You, well, we, we won't go too deep, but you know um, what? This is now a rule of mine that if the topic of conversation gets onto Brexit at the pub. Yeah. I call time because I'm like we're just going down a hole here <laughs> we all agree it was bad it is bad it's only got worse and um, it's just yeah it's kind of beyond, beyond comprehension now it's sort of laugh or cry territory yeah um, I personally have had to you know you, I've had to just detach myself from it and be like this is just fucking mental I've got yeah. really invested at how mental it's got now <laughs> really yeah. Yeah. yeah like yeah, every morning I'm reading the fucking oh I totally read I still engage yeah, with it but no, I'm just yeah. like because it's also new it's all so like, like it's, it's yeah. just haven't happened before well it kind of has so like, that's what's scary is it's now kind of repeating certain things which happened in a very dark time in our history when I, mean, I wasn't around then it's all new to me I was so but this is the interesting thing and the main reason why I brought it up and for a timestamp in history's point is 
you you've you obviously had a very strong opinion on it then mm. and I I know I, I feel the, the exact same way but what you've just said around it was a bad idea in the beginning we still know it's a bad idea but I would I, I feel like we are 100% more educated than we've ever been mm. in uh, this political climate and yeah uh, I mean I have become more and more aware though that we do it's such a polarised... It is the most polarising question that could ever have been really put to the country. Yeah. And I don't know if you've heard of this um, thing. I think it's called the backdraft effect. Yeah. It's a psychological phenomena whereby uh, if you have an opinion or hold a belief that is so directly linked to your sense of self and identity, when that belief is then challenged, for example, you're presented with a lot of evidence which suggests that uh, the Vote Leave campaign manipulated people um, to vote a certain way. Yeah. Instead of being like, oh, fucking hell, shit, maybe they're right. You, because it's so intrinsic to you as a person, you just have to, you just double down because yeah. there's no other, like, it's so affronting to your sense of self. So I think that's happen- what's happened on both sides. And I, I, I've probably been guilty of this myself on the Remain side, that you seek out the stories which support your point of view yeah. and it's that ton, it's that ton of vision oh yeah and do you know if it's real news or fake news exactly yeah well I was just about to say social media blah blah blah, blah mm. tunnel vision we, we all know this but yeah you you, you only see mm. what your connections see yeah and uh, occasionally um, so uh, someone might uh, from your your side essentially yeah. Um, dig into the other side and then you might see a little bit of yeah, the other and, side. Yeah, and actually that's what needs to happen more often, right? It's like 100%. both both sides need to be able to have some kind of conversation about it without resorting to like fistfights. And mm. I, don't, I, I can't, again, I, I'm very misanthropic. I can't mm. see that happening. I think human beings in general are too stubborn. And, yeah, and the country is just too divided. It's too divided and people were just... Uh, no one's informed enough really mm. um, but I mean looking back at around that was like our Brexit album mm. um, we wrote there's essentially two the first two tracks on that, the first album were about yeah. that um, I was you know like I was that guy on Facebook like sharing all the shit and now I look back and I'm like what a twat what, <laughs> what yeah. do any of us think we're You're doing cheap yeah. shit. and actually like the first track on a new album is about that it's about and I realised actually in the it was the lead up to the Trump election yeah I was just sitting watching these John Oliver polemics and I was reading all these Guardian articles and I'm like oh wow god they took it down they're like really fucking they're just like exposing everything that he's doing and then he got elected it mm. doesn't like all you're doing is just like smelling your own farts in a corner <laughs> by reading and engaging yeah. with what did I say I had nothing to do I literally didn't look into politics at all I was just like you do realise Trump's going to be elected tomorrow didn't you and you're like no he fucking won't yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. after James comes out well looking on fucking similar but yeah so I'm like you know I think it's just by this point it's completely naive of liberals to, to think that we're all just fucking sat there saving the world in 280 characters on Twitter yeah. it's not the case yeah. Um, and yeah just seeing I just think people need to engage with each other a lot more and I don't think that's going to happen because people like to surround themselves with people who agree with them yeah I I, Myself I 100%, 100% agree with that I think there is um I don't want to use the the term be be nice to each other. I certainly we we need to get better as a country. It's empathy. To, yeah. That's all it is. It's you, like turn, a, you turn to your left, and I know as cheesy as this sounds, you turn to your left, 
you be nice to that person, they'll be nice to the next person. Yeah. And there is a role, and there is, and there is a role on effect. Yeah. yeah. And also, that it's realizing that because someone is, you know, voted Tory, mm. they're not like, oh, uh, uh, get away. It's like you, there is going to be something that that person has done, which is a very nice thing, probably. Or like <laughs> yeah. something that you can connect with them on, on some level. And I think the, the thing to remember is, is like starting from there, yeah. starting from a, pa- a place of agreement and like, what do we both like? Whether it's fishing or alternative punk music, yeah. let's agree on that. And then, uh, and then, you know, become friends. And then it opens up that kind of safe space to have these conversations. But if you go in like, you're a fucking dick, you gammon piece of shit. <laughs> um, that's, that's that's not, no one's going to be like, oh, fair point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So moving on to some uh, lighter topics, um, my favourite part of the Finally. podcast is the uh, top three shows that you've played and then the top three shows as a fan. Um, so yeah, let's talk about that. So just to preface this, listeners, Adam yeah. was like, I'd like to send over the questions uh, first so you can prep, uh, <laughs> particularly the three shows and three whatevers. Um, and... At that point, I realised we hadn't prepped. You know, we hadn't prepped at all. But, but actually, I'm gonna like the. I enjoy the spontaneity of this. Okay. Yeah. So. So, so, three, so, so no, we're not doing that. You say your three, and then I'll see if I agree. Yeah, okay. go on. So number we've played. Number, number three for top uh, top three shows played. I don't know. Can I can I name them all then? Put them in order. Yeah. Let's do a brainstorm. Order. Supporting idols in Paris. Yeah, fucking hell. Yeah. Uh, what so venue? What venue was that? Uh, Cartonnery. No. La Ca- yeah, La Cartonnery. Yeah, that was, that was amazing. Yeah. yeah, that was incredible. That was only the last day of their European tour, just after Brutalism had come out. Yeah. Um, before the second album, that was yeah, wicked. Sold out. Yeah. Um, that was great. I think truck like this, this year, year yeah. was unbelievable. Yeah, I saw I saw was, you guys comment about the old. It was uh, incredible. Truck I just, yeah. We've done it what four or five times now. Have we? Yeah. So, where, so, where, so where's truck for those that don't know? It's in Steventon, which is yeah in Oxfordshire. It's not too far from Oxford, so it's quite mm, a local yeah. festival for us. Um, and yeah, the bookers seem to like. Wow, well, actually no, Kev, <laughs> Kev from BSM has a stage there every year, so we've uh, ended up playing it like four or five times. Yeah. But it's like I say, it's quite a local one for us, so we seem to get a really good turnout whenever they, we do it. But this year was just incredible. Like, yeah, yeah, they always have quite a good lineup as well. This year like, it's gone massive as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, the so really weirdly and slightly off topic but not um, there's a guy at work who is literally the antithesis of me when it comes to music he likes pop music and he goes to truck every year because it's really near his house right um, and he's like he always comes away and he's just like fucking hell what a festival mm-hmm. and I'm like well you, sort of, you need to start going to other festivals mate and mm. um, but yeah they always have like an insane lineup like um I think last year like Turbo Wolf played and yeah they have they do have a really very bill actually yeah no, and really like this year I, again it's like when I, I we went well I went as um, like a teenager uh, just as a punter mm. and there was the, uh, like maybe one of the best festivals I've been to actually like it was really small like Mystery Jets headlined the Cribs headlined like Tim Minchin played and it was great <laughs> and yeah. like it was like quite that kind of level and then like the next year Mystery Jets are headlining the second stage and then like it's got bigger and bigger this year it was like 
I'm not necessarily a huge fan of all these bands, but Two Door Cinema Club, yeah. Wolf Alice, and Foles. I think yeah. Slaves did the Thursday. Like, Foles was big. Foles was like We couldn't get anywhere near the stage. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised that that size of festival, like, because Foles are fucking playing Ali Pally and yeah, but also they're an Oxford band. Like first I've been back in Oxford. Yeah, like the whole festival was to watch. Yeah, on a side point, like we did an interview with BBC introducing in Oxford the other day and um, Dave the guy who runs it was kind of saying like there's a, a general sense of disappointment in Oxford sometimes when Oxford bands just leave and never play again <laughs> so like Foles the last time they played Oxford I don't even know but I guess it's maybe because there's no venues where, where can they yeah, play yeah, 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 exactly. yeah, yeah. but there's all these like angry yeah, like, bitter Oxford football, <laughs> football stadium wouldn't be big enough yeah I know. <laughs> it's only got three stands yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah truck was fucking wicked yeah, I think like also we're kind of it sounds like maybe a little bit self-aggrandizing and cliche, but I feel like we're just getting to the point where we're like actually we're actually quite good now. Yeah. <laughs> like, there was it was maybe like I don't know when maybe like the last uh, tour we did mm. that it felt like we kind of had our shit together enough where we're like know what we're doing yeah. you know how yeah, we play it takes a while to get used to and there's so many things like when you start a band that you don't you you can't know until you've just played and played especially when you start at such a young age yeah well. yeah. yeah but yeah. stuff like you know putting a set list together and how it all flows mm. together and how you interact on stage how you set up on stage mm. all that stuff has taken so long we feel like we're now at a point with it where we're like yeah. confident and I think that was with that festival like we could just walk out and be confident that we were putting on a good yeah. show for people and just be like yeah confident that we were playing well mm. nice so that was good Anyway, cool. we've digressed massively. No, that's all right. So, what's well, what, doing a thing? Yeah, so, doing so, you've, thing. so you've done so you've done Idols. Yeah, done Truck and Regensburg. Oh uh, yeah, that was mad. That was unbelievable. Yeah, um, it was like right near the end of our first proper European tour, Gender Rolls. Yeah, um, last year. I think like, the night before was in Prague, and it was awful. Right, it was really yeah. bad. Um, we were all like spirits were pretty low. Went to this tiny town called Regensburg in Germany. Yeah. And just fuck knows what happened. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's 200 odd people? Like 100, 150 people. Really? Know. Yeah. So, where, so where, where in Germany is this? Like south. Yeah. Uh, east. Yeah. Like, um, not like properly south. It's like on the east side um, yeah. near the bottom like maybe yeah. like an hour two hours from Munich okay. like, down there yeah I've um, no really clue like that. why that was so busy it's like the most merch we'd ever sold we sold like 600 was... euros of merch yeah fucking yeah. yeah and like actually that was what made us make money on that tour yeah. 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 purely that one night yeah everyone was just so into it and yeah. that was just the weirdest best show I've ever played yeah we're going back there on uh, tour we're doing Modern Rituals plug uh, <laughs> in, uh, we're going to do plugs at the end <laughs> yeah. uh, in November with the same promoter and again we like you, we were talking about earlier yeah. about how nicely you get treated in Europe and how yes. people yeah that, that added to the, the we're show we're just saying this lovely yeah. huge but like not just lovely but like like really cool and yeah. nice like apartment that these people lived in. We put mm. on. They didn't even put on the show, did they? They were no. just mates. They were just friends. Yeah. And it was like this huge old, like you know those old like Victorian places here, but yeah. it's like the German equivalent. And they just had loads of. They had the fucking coolest flat, and we like, yeah, that was great. Yeah. Um, nice. The other one I. So you've done three, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. So the other one I was thinking of was um, the waiting room. 
Oh, I love the little waiting room. Yeah, and that was on. We did a weekender with a now defunct, sadly, band called uh, the New Tusk. Yeah, from Brighton. From Brighton. Yeah, good, la- good lads. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a great, yeah, really fun little three day weekend, I think. Yeah. And um, it, I think it was a free show, but there were people like queuing down the stairs to get in. Fucking hell. And that was like, again. Well, uh, when was this? Uh, maybe two years ago. 2017. Yeah, 2017. Yes. Right, maybe when we just started to get our shit together a bit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, pre pre epithet. Yeah. Not yeah. even forward yet. Like we hadn't done a oh, release right. properly. We've yeah. done a few EPs or whatever. Um, and yeah, for whatever reason, it was it was literally full, like really full. And but then like we didn't expect it to be full. And I yeah. remember waking up in the morning and still feeling like. Just still having that buzz, buzz. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because that many people had shown up. It's not, it's not a very big room. No, it's it's, it's tiny. It's yeah, so for anyone yeah, who doesn't know the way it's at the time, it's like even now. Like, I, so I, I don't mind playing small rooms, yeah. but full rooms are always amazing. Yeah, yeah. 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 and I, I hear that a lot. It's like um, there's like a band we know, John, that going on tour, and they uh, and they're like, we'd much rather sell out a small room oh, totally. than Definitely. than play a larger room that's half it half empty yeah because yeah, yeah. it feels it feels so much better it's yeah. uh, it's unbelievable yeah like even at festival shows um i've noticed you know bands who play the main stage yeah um it it will feel like because people are so spaced out it'll yeah. feel really dead we've probably got like a thousand people watching them a lot of the time and it yeah. looks dead yeah and like so and there's something that's normally shite yeah, yeah. <laughs> but i mean yeah. you know getting people in a small space and so crammed together there's a certain energy that comes with that mm, and yeah. it's kind of kineticism yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I don't think we've ever had ambitions to play anything but one to two hundred cat venues. Well, you're yeah, the next balls I hear. Shambolic The shambolic falls. So yeah, top three gigs been to as fans. Now you said you, you thought you knew. Yeah, the same. Do you remember? So these are just ones that pop in into Milo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's got this rapper called Milo. Yeah. Do you know it? Yeah. Oh fuck me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we love that so yeah. much. And like, yeah. Again, like as a, a band who have quite a big emphasis on lyrics and stuff. Yeah. Him. Uh, yeah, I just think he's such a most unique delivery. Yeah. So, yeah. so where did you see Milo play? That was it's just at birthdays. Birthdays. Yeah. Oh wow! Birthdays. I've been here two nights there. Sold them both out. Um, by the way, R.I.P. Birthdays. It's gone now. Yeah. Is it? It's a brood. Yeah. It's a brood. Fuck off. Yeah. yeah. Birthdays is gone. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I man. saw. I saw Dinosaur Pileup in. Uh, Fuck off. No way. Yeah. A few years ago, but yeah, it's gone. Goodness. It turned into a brood dog about eight months ago. Yeah. Fucking hell! Yeah. Not, yeah. Yeah. Not in the loop. I mean, it was a bit annoying. It was always a as soon as you finish yeah, loadout. Yeah, and then like disco key. loadout. Yeah. And it is a sweat box as well. Yeah, <laughs> but like, it was amazing. It was oh, great. Yeah. Like the yeah. sound was pretty. Like, actually, the sound was really good. Mm. Yeah. Um, seeing Milo there. Yeah. But he was fucking unbelievable. I almost was like wanted to go and be like. I think you might like kind of like my band. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be that guy. But, you bricked it. Yeah. yeah, I don't want to be that guy. But um, yeah, again, the thoughtfulness of his lyrics and just yeah, how much depth and, and attention there is to all of them. But also live, it was just insane. Mm-hmm. Like he was manipulating everything live on stage and just like freestyling. Again, he'd obviously played so many hundreds of shows that he just knew what he was doing. It was mm-hmm. fucking great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I loved it. Um, Best shows I've been to. 
Um, oh, and that was the only, literally the one that came And do you know the other one that I've seen recently? Cloud Nothing. Cloud It's because they're so recent. I think it is because it's so recent, you know, we're not going to think of anything else. No, yeah, Cloud Nothing. I think that was more of like a surprise one. I've always loved them, but like, nothing really in my head set them apart from any other sort of like thrashy sort of, I don't know, sort of like punky Spanish band. But like seeing them live, I don't know what it was, it was so engaging and. They, well, they don't, it's not like they go mad. Yeah. They've just written so many good songs. Yeah. And again, it was that whole craft of, of just putting a set list together yeah. that just worked so well. Mm. So, so you were like, so every what, single song, you're like, oh, fucking hell, this song. Yeah. yeah. So, what do the clown nothing sound like? Um, like, do you not, you're not, no, you're you're not, not really very familiar with Oh, right. Actually, yeah. that'd be right up your street. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, yeah. It's, so they got a big break. Uh, they recorded, so it was just the, the, the main guy for their yeah. first album, it's yeah. quite trashy bedroom stuff. Yeah. Did their second album was Steve Albini, um, and it is just like, it has elements of that kind of shellac sound, but it has a real like pop sensibility. Yeah. I guess kind of like garage, indie, rock. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's all interchangeable, you just have to listen to them. Yeah. But they have like amazing like they're structured really well they're really tight taut pop songs and then they also have these like insane long jams that yeah. they like mm. string out for like 20 minutes live and then we'll come back in on point mm. um, nice. and they're just like but like catchy great hooks yeah. which you know isn't our bad I, but I, we can appreciate I, I, I love some good hooks but like stuff. yeah they yeah. just like they got the main songwriter Dylan I don't know what his surname is yeah um, he just has a formula which just works. And we were like listening to them in the car the other day. Mm, yeah. And I was like, do you know most of the songs just follow exactly the same pattern and yeah. repeats a line for ages. But somehow <laughs> it's not boring. Yeah, somehow yeah. like the way he delivers it and the way the band played together, they've got one of the best drummers we've ever seen. Yeah. So so where did you see them? Is it well? Earth in Hamburg? Earth, yeah. Oh, Maybe. Earth, that's a great, that's yeah. a great little place. Yeah. I've, only, I've only been there twice, I think. It's one of my favourite yeah. venues. Saw Black Midi there quite recently. Oh, so, yeah. Black yeah. Midi. It's probably one of my other favourite Yeah, I'm unsure about that band. I think they're good, but yeah. the singers, like, being so a guy who has a very Marmite vocal to yeah. <laughs> I can't. I just can't. Get around. So I've, yeah, I've, I've heard that the. I'm, I mean, I'm totally on board with Black Mini, but I've I've heard very differing opinions. Yeah, and I've seen some social media clashes. With yeah, people I love Black Mini. Actually, I saw a thread with a lot of people that we know. I won't name names, but um, like people going, "Yeah, Black Mini are amazing. They're really nice guys." And then people going, "Oh, they're so generic and like yeah, they're well, just it's like strange." How that's one of the things that's kind of. Um, when you try and take more of a like, right, you know, let's be a bit of the manager of this band. Yeah. And you're like, this band who could play Art Tangent yeah. have been pitched in such a way mm. that they can now be on Rough Trade and be on yeah. Six Music. Yeah. So we're like, maybe we could be on Rough Trade. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Peter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but like, you know, like, that's like the times we were told, like, you're too weird to be on radio. Yeah. And I'm like, fucking Black they're, Mini on the play. They're, they're a Marmite band, but most people like Marmite. In their perspective, yeah. <laughs> How long have you been thinking of that? <laughs> a while, a while. Well, that's that's always the thing that like, gives me this horrible yeah. hope that like maybe if people gave, you're, you're, had the chance to listen to us, maybe you're, you're not you're not wrong though. It's it's interesting seeing bands like that. And another ex, um, example I would use is scalping. So scalping. Um, first time I saw them, did they, they did the Architangent warm-up. They basically sound like a new version of The Prodigy, for example. Right, okay. Uh, and they're insane. Going. And like, 
They played Arctangent in uh, at the Pixery stage one. Uh, well, it was the same night as Shellac. We were talking about Shellac yeah. earlier, and everyone was going nuts for them. And now they've been removed from that Arctangent two thousand three scene. They've signed Council Records, I think it is, and now they're going another route. Yeah. But fair play to them. But also, like they're now getting more popular appeal. Whereas if they'd stayed in that arc tangent scene, they would have probably the details. I need to fucking follow them. Yeah. <laughs> but I, but my personal opinion, and I don't know the full ins and outs, is if they'd stayed in that arc tangent scene, they would they would have just stayed mm. that sort of low lower down on the bill. Yeah, back. and that's kind of how we feel sometimes. Yeah. You know, speaking candidly about it, like yeah, I no, don't know if fine. we're never we're ever going to connect enough with that kind of person. Yeah, um, but we don't know what our kind of person is, and then it's it's bands like Sleeper Mods and, and Black Midi, and you know these kind of off kilter yeah. strange bands that do give me hope. That well, not give me hope. It's like annoying because it's like why can't we just fucking like, the people listening to them? <laughs> yeah. I think would like us. Yes, yeah, it's like how do you like reach those people without the machine behind you? Mm. Yeah, um, and we actually we're good mates with uh, the guy who tour manages them. Yeah, like he we. I'll, I'll take this credit. We basically started his tour managing career. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like he literally the first band he drove was us and his his dead nan's Renault Kangoo. Um, Amazing. Yeah, great story. Yeah, <laughs> he drove us on like our, our first ever tours. Like didn't know what the fuck he was doing, but was just both nap- going. Well, you'd make a great tour. Manager. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and now he totally is. Yeah. He's killing it. It's great. Yeah. Uh, I'm really happy for him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we saw him recently, and he was—he does black midi now, mm. and um, he was like, "Yeah, it's amazing. Like they—they they don't drink. They are just normal, lovely guys. It's all about the music." Yeah. yeah. But he's like, "There is such a machine behind them that facilitates yeah. them just focusing on the music." Yeah. Like, and that's, I guess, the protection we don't have. We have to be like, you know, pushing it a lot more. And their whole thing has always been like, we don't really post anything online. We just, yeah. Well, yeah. actors. Going back to scalping, scalping had zero social media presence. Right. And all of a sudden they've got this little bit of a following. And it's yeah. like, how the hell have you got this it's, following? It's really? weird. It's like, you know, um, counterintuitive, isn't it? But mm. that seems almost to be an emerging model now. Yeah. But the less you say, the more interested people are. Yeah. yeah. And it's completely yeah. understandable because everyone just overshares every aspect. Yeah, of I've been life. told that, that I overshare the podcast and I need to shut up. So uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm ruining the algorithm. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, with this album, I uh, the last album even, I was like, oh, I don't want to seem self-obsessed or self Yeah. But then like at the beginning of this album, I was kind of like, fuck it. Like, if we're getting good reviews, I'm going to just retweet them. And yeah, just exactly. did, did a thing of like, there you go like people like it maybe you should listen and like it too yeah because actually there's the chances there's people who haven't seen your earlier tweet and they might see your later tweet or whatever yeah anyway we've, we've gone off on the tangent just one right. more one show more we've been one more show that we've been to that we liked it's a tall order I would say for me Shellac at Arc Tangent no yeah, it was up there with me. but maybe well you know one. I can have that one and you yeah, can you have can another have one. one no you just have that one right. <laughs> uh, any other shows that we've liked We've been to as fans. Um, nothing's springing to mind for me. That's right. We you don't like music, a, really. You saw Rice Club 7, didn't you? <laughs> well, I did, yeah, when I was about 10. That yeah. actually blew my mind. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was like my first band, I say band, in the yeah. loosest term possible, um, <laughs> that I uh, got into. I remember actually, um, I was like, so we used to have bunk beds. We're brothers, by the way. Um, <laughs> uh, we used to have bunk beds growing up, and uh, I remember. I was like nearly asleep 
my mum came in like middle of the night I say middle of the night it's like half ten <laughs> she was like guess what I've got I was like what and then uh, she was like Christ Club 7 tickets and I was like oh. yeah I didn't scream because he was asleep yeah, I remember that's why I remember it vividly and then I also remember semi vividly the actual gig I remember just where, being where, where was it? some arena somewhere some arena yeah somewhere. you know fairly generic stuff yeah. um, but it was at the stage where Paul was about to leave so you know I don't know if you know you're all that intimate with the uh, uh, well I don't know with the history like, I'm, more, I'm more of a take that man it was just the so, so, you saw him in an arena they played at my university it's club three last yeah, year yeah, yeah. there's three of them left <laughs> <laughs> they played Reach of Stars and fucked off reminds me of those uh, <laughs> shitty shitty underage discos yeah uh, they were called snap discos I don't know if they still exist but uh, there was a big leisure centre so I grew up in the country as well big leisure centre about a 10 minutes drive away and um, it was always and I I can't remember who the fuck played but it was always like the remnants of a pop act that would play that and it'd be like no drinks no drugs no chewing gum no knives (laughs) (laughs) what no knives (laughs) And then, yeah, it would be like, rather than five, it would be two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But not then. But, but Escrow Tournament was fucking sick. As I say, so just to take it back, uh, yeah. Paul, one of the members, uh, the reason this Club 7 disbanded yeah. is because a member called Paul left to be in a, 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 to join a rap group called Skewer, who were like, <sighs> I think they were kind of like that, like, um, new metal sort of rap thing it was fucking shit and weird <laughs> but he like for this band like shaved his sort of shaved his head and then dyed it peroxide blonde and he had that haircut when I went to see him so he was obviously like right, I'm, my heart's with skewer <laughs> my, body, my body is here for the paycheck for now yeah, yeah. Um, but I remember seeing them at, at age whatever and being like I just can't fathom that these are the actual people that yeah. have, have done this thing and uh just to take it back to this band, I think that's another thing as a band you have to learn is um, when you get to play with bands who you really, really admire, yeah. just not being a tit and like <laughs> just realizing that, like, you know, they're just the same as us, and especially the smaller bands, they're like, yeah. you know, they've done, they're doing the same shit as us now. And it's like, it's not that superhuman to like write songs I remember, like, I remember freaking out when we played with Johnny Foreigner oh, so I, still, I still wow. kind of freak out because they're like one of the ones that like yeah. we both listened to religiously growing yeah. up yeah. Like the first album I still I still find it a bit weird but I'm now can get to a point where I can speak to Alexi for example yeah, yeah. well we got like your poetry to support us yeah we <laughs> like, yeah. poetry to support us yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah that's a good lesson I think that every band has to learn is not being in awe of anyone yeah um, and considering when you consider yourself like yeah fair fucks we're playing with them like it's not a big deal that's like a, a good like you know tick that off the list yeah. that you've produced. and actually it was mentioned on the, the last podcast episode with Laserbones was the exact same thing and also as a fan like don't be like so yeah like well yeah, I mean be bowled over if you want but they are just human beings like we talk fucking hell we talk about idols and idols have got to where they've got to idols yeah, <laughs> but I remember the first time I met Dev and he was stood behind the bar in Mother's Room Maybe. yeah he's but just, also he's just like, a normal human being yeah. not that we want to gush about idols because people do that enough yeah. but um, <laughs> they have been a great example I think for us you know as many other bands yeah. through their because they've been around for fucking ages yeah. and 
have just stuck with it and then it's happened for them. Yeah. A lot of bands have had the opportunity to, to play with them. Um, not that, you know, that's, that's to be taken for granted, but you will still meet them now and they are the same mm. people. Yeah. And I think, that, you know, there are some bands where that won't be the case. Yeah. And I think they're a great example for anyone that they do not take it for granted mm. and it, are completely grounded and, and humble, humble yeah. but appreciate everything that's happened. Um, yeah. And I think, yeah, that kind of mentality of just being a human being first and foremost and not feeling like some omnipresent, like, you know, God exactly. uh, is, is quite a good one to take. Awesome. So I think that's almost a good uh, point to end on. So um, just the last thing, have you guys got any tours, anything? Obviously got the new album out, so little plug time. Plug time. What have you got to plug? Well, plug I time. think it'd be funny to see if Lars can remember the dates of our tours. Are well, we going on tour? This Thursday, yeah, that's not gonna. Well, yeah, the podcast's not gonna be out be out then. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we went. It's not really a tour. It's three dates. How yeah, it's the tour. Have to be How long? Tour. I don't know. Actually, that's more of a weekender, isn't it? Yeah. Um, anyway, doing that, and then we're going to do a UK tour at the end of this month with Saint Pierre. Do you want to give the people the dates? <coughs> nope. <laughs> uh, just, look, just look for it online uh, well I know the dates this is yeah. why I'm testing it it's yeah, 28th 28th I can give you all the dates go on 28th Bristol yeah. 29th Brighton fucking yeah. show off I'll fucking book the whole thing <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, 29th Brighton 30th yeah. London yeah I'm going to say first Birmingham second Cardiff third Oxford fourth Nottingham sold out sorry and Hull then Hull yeah <laughs> well done <laughs> amazing and then what else are we doing um, then doing a European tour with Modern Rituals do you know Modern Rituals yes I do know Modern wow, Rituals I don't know them personally but they are wicked yeah. massively underrated band yes yeah. yeah. so I 100% yeah, I feel like I we're both we're both the rejects of our respective labels yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah so that's a nice little rejects tour we're doing around Europe yeah. Not to where, get, where yeah. are you playing in Europe oh, do you want to give you the date um, go for it, <laughs> I'll list it out 20, 23rd of November we're doing um, Amsterdam Skate yeah. Park Nord which is a skate park which apparently we're playing in amazing <laughs> hopefully in the bowl <laughs> uh, 24th Cologne uh, I think it's called AZ Colm um, oh fuck I'm going to come unstuck now where are we oh Hamburg yeah Hafterklang yeah uh, then we're playing Berlin a place called TF then we're playing Regensburg mm-hmm. Altsamaratsai then we're TBC date I think it's going to be Turin yeah then we're playing Milan Cox 18 and then there's a TBC date which we're hopefully getting locked in pretty soon um, and then there's a couple of dates in between then but we're doing a live at Leeds ones to watch Thing. Yeah, that'd be cool. Oh, That's no. just same. No, no, no it's with gender roles. Gender roles. And I told I you I'd eat you, you and yeah. a few other people. Oh, I told you I would eat you. They're, they're fucking Yeah, they're good really. mates. Um, toured with them a little while ago. Yeah. yeah. And then, well, are we doing some other things? And then, uh, where can. Oldershot. Yeah, are you doing a festival in Oldershot? What? Where? Where in Oldershot? Is that where you grew up? 
Well, you like it, you're raising it up. Well, older shot. Older shot. Older shot. <laughs> older shot. Older shot. That's the near... most interested you've looked. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Old shot's near my old stamping ground. So oh yeah, stomping ground. Um, is, is it the Westie by any chance? Yeah. Oh, yeah, fucking hell, bring up the Westie. Fucking hell, the West End Centre. Yeah. Wow. There's a, there's a festival there. This guy. What's the festival called? It's called We Are Here, but the A and R is a four. <laughs> that must be a new festival. Not yeah, yeah, it's uh, the first year. So it's oh, us. Um, okay. It sounds really cool. Delair the Liar. Oh, the Liar. I saw them recently at the Heavy Music Awards Ooh. and they are two piece as well. Yeah, um, yeah. Sound pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. We um I, I ended up meeting Finn, the guy who plays in that band at a gig. I think it was Big Lad at oh, Lexington. Nice. Bumped yeah. into him there. He's mates with um Kai who who bar manages the Lexington who we yeah. know a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, lovely guy. Uh, so we're looking forward to seeing them and playing with them. Nice. And then there's like going to be loads of like cool shit going on from the sound of it. It's going to be like an art exhibition yeah. and zines and all cool. Oh, wow. Old shots, place to be, man. Mm. Yeah. You know why it's good? Because back in the day, it wasn't the place to be. So. Big up the Westie. <laughs> big up, big up the Westie. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was a shocker. <laughs> uh, and uh, where can people pick up your album from as well? The internet. Yeah. And, and, uh, from us on yeah. tour, probably. Yeah. That's the most financially beneficial method for yes. us, so please do that. Mm-hmm. And then we've uh, done CDs. We? Done CDs. Yeah, yeah. CD. Go on it. And I can say that safely that it's a fucking awesome album. So no, it's, 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 very much. it's yeah. a solid three out of ten. Uh, <laughs> so thanks guys for coming on. And no um, to everyone listening, catch you next time. Bye. Thanks. Bye.